is up, everybody? want to welcome you guys to See the Floor Podcast. This is Kale Malone coming at you. Ryan Wilson, you dig. You ready, brother? Let's get it. Once again, want to welcome everybody to See the Floor Podcast. We're super excited. This has been some time in the making. We have talked about it. We envisioned it. We put it on the board. We did everything. Like this is this, this is our baby. This is our thing. This is our project. See the floor podcast. We're coming to y'all. We're gonna be talking to y'all mainly about basketball. That's what we do. Former player, the OG over here, current player, me. But we got a lot of things that we are definitely going to hit and touch on. Definitely, like, with this podcast. Yeah, I'm old and retired, but my mind's still going. We got a lot to put on, on air, get off my chest. Got a lot to talk about. So, yeah, I'll be giving that OG perspective and let Kay give you the the uh, young mind, the millennial <laughs> perspective. Yeah, 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 man. Man. Definitely some things from this podcast you're going to hear about. Obviously, the situation that's all going on right now with the coronavirus and COVID-19 has definitely changed our world. It's changed everything, just how we do everything, what the world looks like, and what lens we look at it from. And uh, just from two brothers right here, uh, have a lot of faith that it will turn around. We'll find some sense of a new normal and be able to get back to everyday life. But with that being said, Seriously, though, basketball, fashion, league fits. For all y'all basketball people that are really basketball people, y'all know about league fits on Instagram. Real deal, holy feel. You know how many outfits I done made just off looking off league fits? Man, I'm telling you, the NBA dudes are coming with a drip. First of all, can we give a shout-out to the women, the WNBA? Like, their league fits is super tough. Tough. Tough, and I don't want to say they dressing like dudes, but they swag is through the roof. It is crazy. Like we were just talking about women's basketball the other day. Man, them comments, it's the bit <laughs> they top five best team, like ever. Goat, Cheryl Swoop, Cynthia Cooper. Come on, man. Hey, it's I, I was a baby, like when they was really getting down. So he know better than I do. Man, some other things we're going to talk about to touch on, just college basketball, how all that's going, like the the draft, the the restrictions, like how is that going to change, how is that going to be. Uh, obviously, they got the last dance going on. Everybody and their mama's talking about that, so we'll kind of let them do that. You know, we may touch on that kind of later once it all wraps up and we get a chance to watch the full thing and digest it. Um, also when talking about definitely like hip hop culture in the rap world and how that's definitely connected with basketball, you know, definitely since like the early two thousands into now, definitely touch on just our perspective on a lot of things like the NBA, um, just a whole lot of everything. We have so much stuff on this vision board, man. A lot of work and time has been put into this to bring y'all some of the best content as possible. Seriously. Interviews. Yeah. We know too many people got too many connections. Yeah, we, y'all in for a treat. Yeah, definitely got some good guests for y'all, for make, sure. Make sure to subscribe, download, all platforms. 
Definitely. We need your support. For sure. Now, we're, we're going to get into it right now. Um, just giving a little bit of backstory about both of us. I mean, how can we have this podcast and this great thing and y'all not hear a little bit about us so that y'all can understand where we're coming from and, uh, you know, know where we come from and how this all started. You know, so I'm going to start with myself. Me, you know, kind of where I'm at now as a professional basketball player, getting to do the thing that I love and get paid for it, you know, obviously hasn't always been this way. Um, the little short kid has a freshman that walked into my high school at 5'3", man, like 125 pounds soaking wet. With the braids. With the braids, man. I, look, just for y'all, I will put up a picture of me back in high school with the braids and the headband. So y'all could just see the whole, like, swag back then, man. But uh, just a kid that was trying to gain some confidence. Um, lucky enough to play varsity basketball as a sophomore. Um move schools a little bit to find the best fit for me so that I could figure out a way to get to college and play basketball, end up going to a private school, which is the best decision I ever made. People, if you are not focused and your kid needs help, it's okay to put them in private school. I understand it's money, but it was money well spent in terms of my grades getting better and I focus. With all that being said, man, um, had some tough times trying to get to the college I wanted to. Definitely uh, got myself on the map a little bit. And I found myself in a situation where I went to a preparatory school to spend another year just so I could, like, get bigger, get stronger, understand, like, how to play. And, you know, it went well. Um, I was getting ready to go to the University of DePaul. I had already verbally committed to them and was on, you know, on track to go there. And the coach got fired. So I kind of had to take a different path. It really set me back. I was really upset. I really wanted to go there. wanted them to still recruit me. Didn't happen. Go to junior college. Junior college is a tough route for all that know. For all you JUCO dudes out there and everybody that knows about junior college, it's a tough route because you got, got other guys there that can really, really hoop, man. Got to be an animal. Yeah, definitely. This guy will tell you, like, he would have been definitely built to go to junior college but decided not to do that. And coming out of junior college, I didn't have the season I wanted to. just wasn't the best place for me. I ended up going to Wichita State University. Best decision of my life, hands down. <laughs> you know, and I am definitely the product – of the underdog story, man. I was a walk-on. I, I decided I did not want to take a small D1 offer, and I walked on, man. I bet on myself. I said, I'm going to go to a place where I can play, have a good college experience, and, like, work because the coaches told me that when you come in and work at this program, you'll earn it. And I really, really did, and it really paid off because I did get to play. I did get my opportunity to show a little bit what I could do. After two years of being there and graduating, you know, with honors, whoop, whoop, you know, <laughs> but transferred to Oral Roberts University, you know, for the 2018-19 season, and I had a decent season. You know, I really got a chance to show what I could really do, and with that being said, it paid off to where I was able to start this past previous basketball season in Cyprus and start my professional career. Now, didn't go as planned or expected. But nothing ever does. Please, please know basketball is not a one-way path. There is a million ways to get to whatever your pinnacle is. Seriously. Living proof. Definitely. You know, the OG right here, I'm going to let him tell his story because this guy right here is just a testament of, like, what it's like when your back is against the wall and it still doesn't go as planned and you still find a way to get to the other side of it. For sure. Yeah, I grew up in Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, it's not many of us out there. Uh, 
But, you know, my mom took me and my sister to Edmond to give us, you know, a, a better life. Uh, went to Edmond Santa Fe. It was a, it was an experience, I'll say that much. Uh, you know, I played behind Coach's son. Never really got a chance. Um, if it wasn't for your dad and AU ball, I probably wouldn't have been on the map at all because I would have never been seen. But uh, did two years there. Junior, senior year, ended up transferring to John Marshall. Was supposed to actually move here to uh, Dallas. But, you know, they tell me I got to sit out and play JV for a year because I'm transferring from out of state. That's a negative. Not going to happen. <laughs> Not never. Uh, so, yeah, ended up with John Marshall. 405, you know. 405, Northside, John Marshall, Bear Gang, uh, where our whole family practically graduated from. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't until then when I actually, you know, got a chance and, you know, decided I could actually do something with it, with basketball. And, uh, yeah, uh, from there, went to St. Gregory's. You know, could have went D1 and all that, but. At that point in my life, I really didn't want to leave home. So I ended up staying. He he told me I could uh, get – he told me he was going to give me everything a D1 could as far as scholarship goes, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, that that was a whole experience in itself. Show up, enrollment day, scholarship short. At that point, I'm ready to go home, telling moms, let's pack it up. You know, I figured something else out. You know, she telling me, you know, let's just go talk to the coach, see what's going on, maybe it's a mistake. You know, he ended up, you know, lying to me saying, you know, it's a private school, technically can't give a, a full full scholarship. Crazy. Uh, yeah. And was saying he was hoping, you know, financial aid would cover the rest, but – at that time, my mom was making too much. I wasn't getting no financial aid. So, yeah, at that point, I was just, you know, ready to go home. And I was walking out the door, and he was like, well, wait, 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 let's figure something out. Ended up giving me a, a JV scholarship to cover the difference, which I don't know if you can do that, but he did it. <laughs> so, at that point, I was good, uh, but I didn't trust him from that, from that point on. So, you know, I felt like, this is going to be a bad situation, but I'm going to make it work. Because, I mean, anybody's going to lie to you. Like, you came, you know, came talk to me and my parents, and you're going to lie to our face. But I guess you do anything to get what you want, right? Yeah, like, in the, like, tell everybody, like, in the midst of that, like, what was, like, something that motivated you to be like, okay, like, the situation like, happened, but I'm going to figure out a way to make this work in spite of everything that, I was told that I was going to get. Yeah, because in my, in my mind, I already know I'm better than this school. So, I mean, yeah, you screwed me over, but I'm going to come in here, you know, bust some heads, and I'm going to get up out of here. It's going to be real quick. Like, I'm not making no friends. I'm here to do a job. At some point in life, you lock in, and you figure out what you need to do and where you're going, and you get it done. So, I mean, freshman year was a great year for me. Uh, yeah, Grandma still got the newspaper clippings. Yeah, shout out Grandma. Uh, it was a great year for me. Uh, I think I averaged like sixteen, 
probably six assists, something like that. But uh, yeah, had a couple thirty point games, which those games because one of them was against uh, Missouri State, that put me on the map because that summer after freshman year, you know, I'm getting calls, you know, about K State, and at that point, I was like, you know. I'm doing what I, I was supposed to do. You know, I'm about to make moves. I ended up, I was supposed to go to a JUCO and then transfer after that to finish up. But I ended up going back to St. Gregory's my sophomore year. And that's when it just took a turn for the worse. Uh, my grandmother died on my on my dad's side, which that affected me in a in a mean way. You know, stopped going to class. Stop working out, et cetera, et cetera. It just took a turn for the worse. Like I was, it was a real live depression, uh, and I didn't even know her. But the fact that, like, when I went to the viewing of the body, my my dad's family is there, and then my my half brother is there, and they knew him. And you know, they looking at me like, "Who are you? Oh, you the you're the other son." And you know, it just hit me in a different way. So after that, you know, my mind was all messed up. Didn't come out of my dorm, barely ate. It was ugly. So, yeah, that was the end of the college career because I was done with basketball after that. Like, I wasn't in the mindset. So I back to back to the crib, yeah. get a job. Like I said, that path, like I said earlier, that path is it's, you don't know where, like, where it's going to take you, and you could do everything right. And – your road may not lead to the NBA. I think a lot of people get that confused that if you're good and you put the work in, like you don't know what life is going to throw at you to to get there, you know? And so between us, like watching him, understanding like that life is going to throw different things at you, you got to turn into a completely different person. Like if you're determined, you know, for this basketball thing, like if that's what you're going to do. We have conversations of many nights about, the mindset and like how you get it done because there it takes it it takes a special kind of will and a special kind of talent to take what life throws at you and still move forward and still do this thing where only four hundred dudes get to play in the NBA and twelve, you know, what ten thousand American guys get to go overseas and play basketball. Like those numbers aren't like big numbers. So you got to be special. And what you go through a lot of times, to me, will affect, like, how you get there. Because there's a lot of talented guys. But if you don't have the mindset and the things that happen to you, if you can't figure that out, you're not going to make it. Straight up. It's, that's facts. I mean, you, you everything's not going to go your way. You got to be able to roll with the punches and, you know, you get knocked down, you know, it's not about how many times you fall, but how many times you get up. Yeah. And with that being said, though, but for real, for real, t- like, you got to tell them, like, if you're not a dog. It's mean in these streets. Straight up. Like, you know, when you was about to go overseas, I told you. Overseas is just like JUCO, you know. It's only so many spots overseas. JUCO, you know, everybody trying to go to the next level. Everybody looking for the, looking out for themselves. Overseas, you know, 
they can you know they can get somebody from home to you know pass the ball. You got to be a dog. You got to be able to put the ball in the hole straight up. Yeah, so that's something like y'all not taking a back seat is a serious thing. And I'm not telling for all the basketball people or if we got any young listeners that'll tune in. I'm saying whatever your role is, like be great in that role. You hear it all the time. Like if you have any good coaches, something Greg Popovich talks about, like be great in your role. If your role is to score the ball, you don't get to take a back seat and say, I'm not going to score today. There's going to be days where you're not shooting well, you're not doing some things, but your job is to be aggressive. If your job is to be a shooter, you got to shoot the ball. If your job is to be a point guard, don't get it confused because I have people yeah. about just passing the ball. <laughs> yeah, Your job as a point guard is to control the game. Got to bring more to the table than that. Anybody can start the offense. So if you are a center and your job is to protect the rim and run the floor – and be big and be a presence and set good screens and then score when the ball's thrown you. You got to do that. You have to. Don't take a back seat no matter what role you're in. If you start, you're starting for a reason. If you come off the bench, you come off the bench. A lot of people get it confused because you're not a starter. You're not good enough. No, sometimes you come off the bench because you provide a specific need. Don't get it, don't get it confused, people. Lou Williams. Man, six man like Lou will. I mean, James Harden wasn't an all-star his whole life. He was six six oh, man. No. With the Thunder? No. Real deal Holyfield. Like, for example, man, tell tell the people like you playing summer basketball, like on the team that you were on, like, it's not that you took a back seat, but like the guys that you played with, you play with some dudes that I mean are really, really like that. So it's not that you're taking a back seat, but like you really were on a good team, a balanced team where you have a specific role. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was just there enjoying the ride because I mean, you play with so many all stars, all Americans, like they gonna make you look good. Like in in that aspect, it's just like you know, I heard an interview with uh Chris Paul talking about you know Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan how he used to just throw it up and. He could he could be off the mark and he still they still gonna get it. It's the same thing. Like I could throw it anywhere and I just knew, you know, I was good. It was gonna be two points, bucket. Yeah. And you play with some dudes, Epe Udo, Ryan Davis, Damian James. Man, Harvey. Shout out Harvey. Yes, sir. Wake Forest shooting guard, you know, Harvey Hale. And, you know, for me, you know, we both got a chance to play for my dad and you know, you y'all y'all will hear definitely some stories about those days. You know, but my dad, in terms of what he did for summer basketball and AAU, like, I mean, he really put a name, you know, out there for Dallas. You know, in terms of like the summer basketball man. So uh, both of us getting a chance to play for him and getting to go play some of the biggest tournaments. You know, for me, I got a chance to watch this guy right here, and I got a chance to watch a lot of guys. I can remember him playing against Greg Oden and Mike Conley. And then OJ Mayo and Bill Walker, like those games were like legendary. And legendary. I'm a kid. Man, games packed to the brim. Like, it's amazing. Like, thinking back, like you don't realize it in the moment, but thinking back, like, those was probably the greatest games, you know, I've ever played. Just being in front of crowds like that, you know, playing against top players, you know. Us being, you know, underrated because, I mean, your dad took a bunch of, you know, diamonds in the rough and polished us. 
And you, yeah, know. you got Oklahoma City, Dallas, San yeah. Antonio, New Mexico, like all the people that, you know, y'all didn't have just the best Dallas Hoopers. Y'all had maybe one or two kids from the area and yeah. then just sprinkle from everywhere, like little towns. I mean, you play with dudes from Dallas, like, yo, where are you from, man? Can who? <laughs> yeah. Took the summer by storm. Well, no, nobody was expecting us to be that good. It's, yeah, it was great. And, you know, my teams, you know, when I when I come around, like, you know, summer basketball is so saturated, man. Yeah. You know, thank God, you know, still had a good team and, you know, such a, you know, good name, you know, on our chest, you know, from the stuff that y'all did to where, you know, I benefited from it. You know, it gave me a chance to put myself on the map where, I got a chance to go to some of the biggest camps in the country. I, I went to Pangos. I went to, you know, Reebok U Camp. Um, you know, got invited to NBA Top 100. I got a chance to play with some, like, some real dudes as well. Got a chance to play with Andre Jumman and Anthony Bennett, like, on the same team. You know, played against Isaiah Austin, Archie Goodwin, like, a lot of, just a lot of dudes. Uh, playing against Julius Randle. I mean, I got a chance to experience a lot of things all because of just the hard work that, the OG started back in the day, and then like what y'all teams like did. So, yeah. think about it. who who would have thought Julius would turn out to be that? Like, Man, when we was in the fourth <laughs> grade, this dude right here, just tall Man. and lanky, just we could tell. Okay, can he be good? Can it, he not it, be good? Yeah, he got potential, but is he gonna turn the corner? You don't know. He found a way, boy. Definitely did. Like, and it's crazy. Like thinking about all that. Like. You know, that summer basketball gets you ready for college. And as as many different things as we got to do and I got to do, like, when we got to college, it was still so different. Yeah. You know, um, you know, for all the Hoopers that know, like, you know, when you're a freshman and you walk on campus, no matter big man on campus or not, like, it is an adjustment. You know, having to go to class, having to do study hall, having to, like, go to practice. I We – they told us, oh, you got – indies or individuals and then you got like i'm like indies individuals like yeah workout i'm like oh okay cool i get up i mean this is your full-fledged like in the summer type workout like in the off season your second week of school and then you they say okay now you gotta get dressed shower go eat breakfast and make sure you're on time for your nine o'clock class and i just i had a workout at 7 30 i'm drenched yeah it's different man it is this is it's, it's a real life job but, I mean, the same thing carries over to the NBA. Yeah. Like, you know, being in California with Elk, you know, he'd wake up 8, 7, 8 in the morning going to the gym. He wouldn't be back till, like, 5. And I'm just like, what you been doing the whole time? But it's real life. They feed them breakfast. They have individuals. They have, you know, weights. They have the actual practice. They get lunch. It's a real life 9 to 5. And I was like, man, like, it's not like you going in to practice two, three hours and then you come to the crib. Like, you earning your check for real. Like, you don't have a life. Yeah. On top of traveling. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. And we talk all the time. Like, thank God, you know, for you, for me, you know, just just the offseason getting ready to, like, to go overseas. He would call me, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm doing this, whatever. Like, but did you get your work in today? Man. You got to stay in the gym, man. Like, y'all have so many opportunities, you know, so many different options to, you know, get in the gym and, you know, you get cryo and all this and that. Like, 
You didn't have that going up. Man, cryo, unbelievable. <laughs> I still ain't experienced it. I'm still, I've been saying I'm going to try it, but, man, I just, you know, it's old-fashioned, ice and water in a, in a trash bucket. <laughs> man, that, that Kobe stuff is so, ah, man. <laughs> so you just watch it, you're like, this man's got ice on his knees, got both feet in the bucket. I'm just like, oh, my goodness, like, where's the... Tank it so I can get three minutes in and out. Yeah, man. But like, with that being said, I hope from y'all listening to us and what y'all are gonna hear on this podcast, there's so many different ways to like get to what you're trying to do. And the biggest thing is, is like, there's also a world outside of basketball. Like, definitely learning and being out of college now. Like, okay. I am, I'm this person, I'm this player, but hopefully I've also created this brand and that, you know, there are people that have followed me so that one, I can take something that I learned from college, but also capitalize on who I am and what I do to hopefully create something for myself. Cause in the wise words of OG basketball does not last forever. That's right. See, see life. Like you see the floor, you know, like as a point guard, you know, you got to be able to do multiple things at once. So it's you apply the same thing in life. Yeah, you're a basketball player, but you got to be able to do something too, something else too. Because like you said, it ain't forever. Definitely. And definitely something y'all hear from him is like that real knowledge of understanding that some of these things, like they don't last forever. And, you know, when you're somebody like him and you have like more life experiences, it teaches you how – to one, handle those things, and then two, how to, like, get on the other side of it. But, okay, so what's next? Yeah, been around the block a few times. I know a few things. So, And that's definitely what this podcast, you know, came from, is, like, just a collection of our thoughts and, honestly, just those those real, like, convos. Like, when you, like for all you listeners, when you sit down, you know, with your friends and y'all really talking sports – Y'all really get into it, and you look up, y'all been talking for an hour and a half. Like, those things are, like, for real, for real, and those are great memories, and, like, that's how certain ideas come about. That's how certain thoughts come about. And hopefully, as much as uh, that stuff is about sports or basketball or whatever, that some real things are said so that some real positive and real things come out of it. Yeah, real-life experiences brought us to this. We've been through a lot. Been a lot of places, know a lot of people, and we're gonna share that with y'all. Definitely, you know. So, just to recap the whole thing, the See the Floor podcast is here. We are here in the flesh, ground zero, episode zero. Definitely, subscribe, download, hit the like button, whatever, all platforms. Oh, and we're gonna be coming at y'all with the Twitter man. Follow us on See the Floor underscore. At Twitter, no Instagram yet. You know, we just we 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 got the we got the Twitter. You know, my Instagram name is B Great underscore K K A E. You can find me at Witness Your Moment. Your is you are. Yeah, and we got the heat coming. I'm telling you, it is gonna be a great podcast. I'm excited. I know he's excited. Like I said, we've been working at this man, and this is definitely been some time in the making but with the whole COVID-19 and coronavirus pandemic 
we just found this was a great time to really start something that we've been wanting to do. And I'm glad we get to share it with y'all. And I hope that you guys follow, you guys listen, you know, um, flood our timeline, hit us with anything that you guys want us to talk about. You know, I know we have our guests in mind, but if there's anybody that y'all want to hear of that we could possibly get in contact with, man, let us know. And please follow, subscribe, all that, share with your people, share with your friends, because we're really passionate about this and we love y'all support. We appreciate it. Yeah. Word, word of mouth is going to spread this like wildfire. Definitely. So I'm Kayla Malone, y'all. I'm out. Ryan Wilson. Until next time.